Today is Wednesday, October 18th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is brought to you by Quince. Quince has become my go-to destination for high-quality, everyday basics at affordable prices that are sourced from ethical factories. Items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. So check out their awesome pieces at quince.com morning for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. On the 11th day of the conflict in Gaza, a massive blast hit a hospital in Gaza City, killing at least 500 people and sparking outrage and protests in the West Bank and throughout the region. The Hamas-run health ministry blamed an Israeli airstrike for hitting the hospital, while the IDF claimed shortly after that that they did not fire a missile at that time and said the hit was the result of a misfired rocket, which occurs in approximately 30% of firings, that was launched by the group Islamic Jihad, which is a smaller and more radical Palestinian military group that often allies with Hamas in actions against Israel which unsurprisingly shares aspirations for complete destruction of the state of Israel and the Jewish people at large. The strike on the hospital occurred just a few hours after the US and Israel had agreed to develop a plan that will provide humanitarian aid to the 2.3 million residents of Gaza. While they did not specify the timing and quantity of dispatching the aid, Secretary of State Antony Blinken expressed concerns that Hamas may try to seize or destroy the aid as it enters. The White House is also reportedly concerned, according to an Axios scoop, that there will be a potential need for U.S. military force if Hezbollah joins the war in Gaza, which would dramatically escalate what is already the worst conflict in decades. Since the war began, the Biden administration has reportedly sent both public and private messages to Hezbollah and Iran through third parties, warning them not to intervene in the war. To that end, President Biden landed in Israel this morning, where he's joining Secretary Blinken with the agenda of signaling support for Israel against Hamas, as well as to press for humanitarian aid for civilians in Gaza, just as water is running out, according to the UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees. Biden is also focused on the release of the American and Israeli hostages, as well as secure safe passage out of the conflict zone for Americans. He also plans to visit Amman, Jordan, where he'll meet with King Abdullah, Egyptian President Fatah al-Sisi, and President of the Palestinian Authority Mahmoud Abbas. Stay tuned for what will hopefully be more news of humanitarian assistance for the innocent civilians of Gaza. Yesterday, crowds of mourners gathered in the Chicago suburb of Bridgeview, where there's a strong Palestinian-American community, to pay respects to the six-year-old Palestinian-American boy who was stabbed 26 times by his 71-year-old landlord who told the boy's mother that he was angry about what was happening in Jerusalem, after which she reportedly responded, quote, let's pray for peace. He then attempted to attack her with a knife, and though she was able to fight him off and hide in a bathroom, he then went after her son, Wadia al-Fayyum. The attacker also made his first court appearance yesterday on charges for murder, attempted murder, and hate crimes. Wadia's uncle memorialized his nephew at the funeral as active, playful, and kind. It's time to check in on Congress. Yesterday, the House of Representatives held a vote for a new speaker, kicking off another embarrassing sideshow in the legislative chamber that largely controls America's wallet. Very legal and very cool. The Republican caucus put forth your friendly neighborhood insurrectionist, Representative Jim Jordan, who failed to garner a majority of votes, 
which would be 217, assuming no abstentions. Jordan received only 200 votes to Representative Hakeem Jeffries's 212, and the no longer a representative Lee Zeldin's three votes. The House is expected to hold another round of voting today, and according to early reporting, even fewer members are expected to vote for Jordan today than did yesterday. Really, Jim, there's people that are dying. And finally for today, Donald Trump showed up at his civil fraud trial yesterday in New York, where he watched testimony by a former Trump Organization accountant and an outside appraiser who had previously valued Trump's properties. That outside appraiser testified that his company put their thumb on the scale in those valuations in ways that would benefit Trump and his company financially. While the Trump Organization's own former accountant testified that she was told to use intentionally false assumptions on internal financial spreadsheets that would also be favorable to the company, such as modeling earnings from a building that was currently vacant on the assumption that it would be fully leased in a certain time frame, though the accountant said she was not aware that those assumptions would be used for fraudulent ends. Right, because Donald Trump has never been accused of fraudulent ends, ever. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements brought to you by Betches Media. And thanks again to our partner, Quince. Quince is my new favorite place to purchase high quality, everyday basics at affordable prices that are sourced from ethical factories. Items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings on to us. So check out their awesome pieces at quince.com morning for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.